It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 167, Nasty and Classy. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast is there. Make sure you hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. Ooh, Chile, what it do, Purple Pants Posse? I feel like it's been such a long time since we had our little chat. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you've been enjoying this beautiful summer weather and it's still my type of weather because it's not too hot. Okay, I don't need my air conditioning in. Listen, I didn't, haven't had to have the heat on in a while. So listen, my energy bill is giving right on budget. So yes, it's been so much. It's been like there's so much going on, Posse. Last we talked, you know, I didn't broke the internet. I've been in the bed with Ozzy. Okay. Over there in LA for Bryce and Wynn present. The 42 finale, which was such an amazing an event. Shout out to everyone that came out, you know, former players, other reality stars, um, and all of the people, the fans, the friends. Listen, the Purple Pants Posse was in the building. I, again, I'm always just so taken aback when, I, listen, I'm across the country and the posse is like, listen, we live for the Purple Pants podcast. We love Survivor News. We love you living in your truth. And I love you guys so much. It truly is the highlight of my life just to know that, you know, I have curated a space in the Purple Pants podcast that, you know, I can just be honest. I can share my truth. I can share my triumphs. I can share my low. And, you know, it resonates with the posse. And that's really the inception of the podcast was specifically for that. So it's just truly a blessing to know that it is getting across and you receive it, you hear it, you believe it is so amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been so much. We had the Roots Picnic this past weekend in Philly. So your baby boy was out and about. You know me. I love a little festival. I love music. But most importantly, what I just love about the Roots Picnic, it's uh like a black festival, you know, and it's like, you know, just you hear all of these things and you see these different things. But then when you are like in the presence of just, you know, just amazing black people, the roots are a band from Philly um, and they just do amazing things. And it was just so good to see so many family and friends out and about and just, you know, out be we outside. OK, uh, listen. And so it's just been so much going on, but I'm just so happy to get back to the podcast and talking to my posse. Uh, but, you know, uh, when I broke the Internet with Aussie, uh, we did a podcast that came out this weekend episode, I believe is 166. Um, it's called Ozzy. So if you have not checked that out, make sure you go back and get into that, because I think it's a really powerful episode, especially with it being Pride Month. Uh, it's just a great and honest conversation that I feel like can break down a lot of barriers. I feel like at times I say things, but sometimes what I say doesn't always resonate with people and somebody 
with the the survivor legend that is Ozzy, you know, there might be someone that can hear what he is saying and get something out of it. And if you want, you can go over to my YouTube, Bryce Isaiah, and watch the video. It's giving a lot. It's giving nasty and classy, okay? Sometimes you just got to keep it nasty and classy. So I'm excited for this week's episode. We've got the church announcements. Then P-Valley, the show P-Valley on Stars. I was talking about it last season, and it came back this past past Friday, and I am honored to be joined by Dr. Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China and the baby boy Chappelle from the RHAP Network. We come together and we listen, discuss all things episode one of P-Valley. It's really a great episode. Then, you know, Miss Barb stops by for Barb's message and we got the freak of the week. So listen, I don't know what you're doing, but just make sure you keep it nasty and classy. Let's get into these church announcements. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. It's a church announcement, so now. Welcome to church. And on this week's church announcements, I just wanted to make sure that I highlighted to the posse the pride has spoken a podcast series for Pride Month over here on the RHAP family, uh, which features Evie, uh, Grace, and Matt Scott. They have put together um, a series highlighting some LGBTQ Q plus members of survivors and they really have some great conversations I kicked off the first episode and I think it's just so important and I love the fact that we are at this point in the survivor community and frankly the world where we can have these open dialogues there's still so much more work to do but I think it's so important to celebrate where we are now and the amazing representation that we have so make sure you guys check out the pride has spoken it's so important and so powerful it's a man who, it's a man you, being potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, being potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week, and I am so excited. It feels like quarantine then took a lot of my favorite shows away. And one of the shows that I fell in love with was P-Valley on Stars. And if you don't know what P-Valley is, well, listen, you're going to learn today. Um, and so we are breaking down season two, episode one of P-Valley. And I am truly honored to be joined by my sister from another. Okay. Maybe my survivor sister, but my Real life, good, 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 good girlfriend. Let's welcome back to the podcast. But listen, let's get it right. Let's welcome back <laughs> Dr. Okay, Sharia Lloyd to the podcast. Hey, boo. Hey, oh my gosh, I'm still getting used to that. Remember, we were just like talking about that the last time we did this, right? Yes. Official. And, and now it's official, official. Okay, you didn't graduate. We didn't see the photos on the, the IG gram. You use the doctor now. Ooh, thanks for having me back. I missed you. Yes. We talked about it to the posse. We said that, listen, when P-Valley comes back on, we're going to cover it. But I felt like, you know, we're going to cover it, cover it. I feel like we needed some more help. And so mm. I'm excited to have back on the podcast because he offers spring break and offer punishment in my book. But listen, <laughs> the host of Nothing But Netflix on RHAP, let's welcome back to the podcast, Chappelle. Hey, Spicy. Thank you for having me back. Uh Dr. Sharia, can I just say, I, I had no clue. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Chappelle. I'm starstruck. I'm in the presence of a doctor, a famous person, <laughs> and Bryce at the same time. Like, this is so cool. You better hype us up. Okay. Yeah, okay, I got, got to. I got to sh shout out stop. to the AKAs. No, <laughs> okay. no, shout out to the AKAs. Rule to the AKAs, if you will. <laughs> to the good hey. ones. Hey. <laughs> hey, you see it? <laughs> Yes, I'm so excited to like gather this panel uh, for P-Valley because P-Valley is such a a special show. I, I discovered it during quarantine. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I had saw reviews and a couple of my friends were like, oh, no, you need to watch P-Valley because I think you're going to like Uncle Cliff. And I'm like, well, what y'all talk about? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, OK, I'm hooked from episode one. Um, and it is like so amazing. How like what were y'all first introductions of it? Like, did you think you were going to like it off the bat or were you like, what is this? 
I mean, I think it was a mix of both, but I was like hooked like you the first episode. I was like, when we going back to the pink? Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, I, I have to agree. I was like, oh, I got to go watch it. First of all, the cast is beautiful. So I was yeah. like, oh, you got to go watch the pretty yeah, it was people. Amazing. So Sharia, how would you, for the, the listeners that do not know what P-Valley is like, how would you describe what the show P-Valley is? So basically, this show follows some strip club dancers who are working down in what they call the Dirty Delta. But of course, on this show, it's in um, Chuckalisa, Mississippi, um, which gives you kind of a mix of like Louisiana, Mississippi, you know, in the country. And it's just following their lives um, of dancers down um, at this strip club with a couple of very flavorful, spicy characters, as Uncle Cl- as you mentioned, Uncle Clifford and a few others. Um, so just kind of real life for some, but the rest of us on the outside, it might be, not be our life, but you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Right. And what I love about it is it's like, oh, okay, you might think strip club mm-hmm. and, you know, people tend to look down on like you know sex work and anything in general but you really get to see the lives and the aspirations and the stories of like you know people working in nightclubs but for me I think what resonates the most with me is Uncle Clifford you know Mm -hmm. you have this like openly like gay black man uh, who is androgynous by all sense of the means like you know sometimes Uncle Cliff might have on some sneakers and you know some shorts or Uncle Cliff might be in a blonde lace wig and a skirt and some heels and he is serving it. But what I love the most about Uncle Cliff, from my opinion, is that in times and especially with it being Pride Month, you know, they tend to box like a openly gay, flamboyant uh, black male into like this one type casserole. But here we see an Uncle Clifford who is by all means a hustler, an entrepreneur, a counselor, a just uh, so many things to these women in uh, the pink that I just I love Uncle Cliff and dare I say I love the the showing of his relationships with maybe some men that are not out or open mm-hmm. to the public and I think that 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 the dynamic that you see between um Uncle Cliff and the men's that he deals with I me as a gay black man I feel like it is very like it's the story of my life and so it's like it really captures it um would y'all agree or what, what you think yeah um bryce i you know first i have to say that this show is already something that i enjoy but you reached out to me when i first started podcasting remember and we did a recap but like to try to get the purple pants podcast listeners the posse to check it out and so i remember when we talked about this the first time and you were telling me about how you connected with uncle cliff and i was just saying like yeah the coolest thing about him is that he's a boss you know it's not like he's a background character he's very much the star of the show in a lot of ways more and so in the first season it seems than uh the second season just due to some uh logistical error er- like um uh um, problems, I guess, that's happened recently with the pink and with some financial issues or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, it's always cool to see Uncle Cliff step into these roles because Uncle Cliff is not anybody's background character. You know, he is the person not only to to these women, but also to a lot of the men in the town. You see that Uncle Cliff is respected by everybody and it's right. not uh, at any point being, you know, shunned to the side. He won't be, you know, so I, I really like that about him. I agree. I mean, and the women are just, you know, stunning, might I Mm. add. Um, When I watch this, I'm just like, oh, teach me your ways. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I agree. I mean, I just feel like it's something relatable from each of the characters, right? We can all see ourselves at some point, you know, with Mercedes trying to get out of the strip club and trying to do something, you know, better with her life. Um, Diamond with his handsome self. Um, So I'm excited to kind of see how they all develop in this next season. Yes, for sure. And uh, Chappelle, give us a, a rundown of season one real quick. Oh, OK. I'll try to do right. this quickly because it's, it's been a while since I revisited season one. But one the highlights of season one were basically that we had Autumn, who uh, her, her that's her stage name. But her name is Haley. And she showed up here in Chuckalisa. And we don't know really a lot about her. We're just kind of finding out more and more about her as the season goes on. She's initially beefing with Mercedes, who is the principal dancer at the Pink. And the two of them, at first, they don't get along. But due to that circumstance, they start to kind of bond. And by the end of the season, Autumn ends up purchasing the pink in the meantime though mercedes is trying to get out of the strip club she doesn't want to do this anymore i think she was getting to be what, like 25 26 and so she felt like for a stripper she's getting kind of old and so she wanted to start a dance studio well 
she has the worst mama in the world and her mom <laughs> decided that she wanted to be a pastor she wanted to have a church and so what she did was she stole the money Mercedes had been saving for uh, to start her own you know to get to start her business and to get her dance studio off the ground uh, she stole the money to purchase a church and so from there Mercedes rightfully so whooped her mama ass and so uh, that was one of the main conflicts at the end of the season there was also some talks about what was going to happen to the pink before autumn ended up stepping in and buying it um, there were questions about whether the city was going to sell that land uh, to a casino developer and what would happen to the dancers and what would happen to Uncle Cliff if that were to happen uh, and meanwhile all that is going on and Uncle Cliff is dealing with his own issues with love and um, and you know being out but also kind of falling for a closeted gay man in the rapper Lil Murder. And Lil Murder is a uh, like aspiring rapper who is now taken off as a like a big name out of this area of Mississippi. He has a principal dancer on his side as well, a former dancer from the pink um, named Keyshawn, who used to be going by Mississippi, but now it seems like she's taken off as well and to, became like an influencer in our own right. So all that is going on at the same time. And the season just kind of leaves us up in the air with what happens now that Autumn owns the casino and we find out at the beginning of this season that they deal with COVID in the universe where Peak mm. Valley, I mean, P Valley exists. And so they also have to navigate COVID as well. Did I do a good job, Bryce? I think you did an Great excellent job. job. Uh, so Thank you. Two, two things I want to touch on because I think that is important. So when we talk about the dancer uh, Mercedes, like you were saying, she feels like she, by all rights, you know, she the little Kim of the club. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are... Uh, Nicki Minaj's and other people coming up and <laughs> she wants to start a dance studio like Chappelle said and I think the the great thing about Mercedes is is that like not does she want to start a dance studio but specifically for like black girls we've all seen like the show on Netflix cheer so think of Mercedes as like the Monica of cheer and she really wants a place where like young black girls can come and like feel good about themselves have structure and it's great however in order for her to save for that she has to save money however you know Mercedes like a lot of our cousins and people that we know they have a a checkered background and so for her to get a loan and for her to save money she doesn't have a bank account so she does use her mom who is a a leader in the church and I think it's also just really important to point this out is that her mom is a leader in the church and so she laundries her stripping money and other little side money that she gets through the church um, and that way that's how her mom has access to it uh, but another like key important thing to remember about Mercedes mom because although you know Chappelle was right she is not the best mom in the world mm-hmm. um, she is a member in uh, the church and it's a very black church and there are some churches like this that women can't really be leaders mm-hmm. and you know her mom is a, a, a big figure in this church however she wants to be more she wants to be uh, a pastor in the church however they don't see it for her uh, because she is a woman like she I believe she is a singer and uh, they they only want her to stay in that role and so there, the opportunity comes for her to be able to get the church but it's through the money of Mercedes and so she kind of steals it and my last point that I wanted to bring up about where we are and now y'all know i'm gonna mess this name up chuck alisa cucky uh mississippi that's it you okay. had it you had it okay. and then you did and then you did the most after like i okay. said but i mean listen it's terrible pants <laughs> podcast uh, what i love about this show is that it's very you know Chappelle is in texas i'm in philadelphia sharia is in atlanta um gentrification is a real thing Mm -hmm. and you know historically in very urban um and dare i say the hood you know 10 years ago where no one would want to live now in philadelphia you got people drinking starbucks and walking a dog Mm -hmm. and i think that this is what's happening uh down at the pink is it's in the swamp area lands however they talking about building a casino and they want this property and so although people look very bad upon oh the strip club oh my god they, what they doing over there however everybody that's anybody that's in chuckalisa mississippi visits the pink and it's a it is a 
it's a staple in the community. And so it brings jobs. It brings a lot of things to it, but they want to get rid of it. Um, so that's just what I wanted to say, because I feel like it's uh, the thing that I love about the pink so much is that it's relatable. Like we can see uh, this in our own city where like, you know, they are trying to get rid of the quote unquote bad areas and put condos. And OK, but my thing with the condos is y'all build these condos up. But where are they going to park? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not. Uh, I just, <laughs> y'all building 47, uh, uh, 147 units, but no parking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, yeah, and that's probably like the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. You know, and so, um, you, yeah, that's, that's all throughout here. And like, I got, I'm, I'm not shy about the area of town I come from. Like, this is very much like home for me. Like, I, nothing in P Valley is stands out as like, oh, what are these people doing? You know, mm-hmm. but I know for a lot of your listeners, this might be a little bit outside of their realm, Bryce. And so, yeah, I definitely, uh, I think that if they're going to enjoy the show, they're going to have to watch it. And then listen to the podcast and try to um, step outside of their normal comfort zone because this is not going to be like anything they've ever seen if they're not used to this kind of content. Absolutely. Got to be a little bit open minded. Right. But it's also entertainment at the same time. So uh, listen, it's like coming to Atlanta. Right. And being Mm -hmm. in the strip club scene. okay? so I get it. (laughs) And, you know, even saying all the say that I told my mom about child, my mom is more hype about P-Valley than I am like, you know. <laughs> yes boy. love uh, it and what I love again kicking off uh, episode one of season two is mm-hmm. again relatable yeah. uh, it's the middle of the pandemic uh, the P is the pink is shut down because you know they cl- quarantined you can't go outside and so they still need to make money and what I just love 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 about black people is we are so innovative. Okay. Okay. Creative, (laughs) creative on another level. You hear me? Listen. So (laughs) they couldn't do the strip club, how they normally do it because of COVID restrictions. However, they didn't opened up the puss land. (laughs) I was was not prepared. I must say. And then I kind of like forgot about the pandemic for a minute. I was like, Oh, let me see what they do with this. But when they started to, you know, go into puss land, I was like, this is what we doing. Okay. Yeah. Mind you, first of all, I want to know, does, there, Pussland has to actually exist somewhere. And if it doesn't, oh, I right. know for they sure. They didn't make this up. They didn't make this up. Um, I remember during quarantine, because I, like Uh-oh. I said, I'm from Houston. Uh, and uh, in Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have a certain clientele at these uh, establishments and people were not willing to stop making money. Like these people didn't can't work from home. You know what I'm right. saying? Like in a lot of ways they couldn't. And so you have to figure out ways to put food on the table. And so mm-hmm. they their drive through strip club was definitely a thing in Houston. I can't speak for Atlanta because I wasn't traveling during the quarantine, but in Houston, <laughs> they were. I drove past a few. I seen them really? from a distance. From a distance. Well, no. Past. Yeah, okay. Here's the. You drove past. Past. I, passed. Drove I, just, I just went past a few. You Be know. Clear. I seen some clips online, but I I drove past it on the way to watch church at home virtually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Bedside Baptist. You was calling a Mercedes mom. Sure. <laughs> no. 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 Be- bedside Baptist. I was going home. Listen. You know, watching it on the on the Zoom. But I definitely seen that they existed. So. This is not that outlandish. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for anyone that is listening, uh, Pussland is a car wash where you drive through. But, baby, it is a, ex, uh, a, a sh- an experience, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> uh, where you get to see the ladies uh, live and direct. And th- they might not be, you know, when you go through the car wash, you see the tunnel, the whoosh, 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 whoosh. Well, just just know the tunnel still happens. It's just not with the the wipers. It's with the cheeks. Uh, <laughs> you still getting a car wash? Maybe not what you thought. Right, it's gonna get wet in there. Right. According to Ooh. Uncle Cliff, but I did I did appreciate that they they showed something that, like I said, it, it happened. But mm-hmm. also, like you know, Uncle Cliff gave it his own spin. So he's in there looking like Uncle Cliff gonna look there, like dressed to the nines and the tens, and like so, like uh, just putting on a show as a part of like this whole big production but they're also giving out complimentary weed wings and baby wipes you know like so it's, it's customer service at its finest it yes. is classy I, trashy real good okay listen it's, it's with a bougetto yes <laughs> nasty but classy uh-huh. <laughs> that might have to be that, the name of this episode yes, but classy. Hey, I, we, we can sign off on that right Sharia <laughs> I'm with it <laughs> and 
one of the the first people that we kind of sort of connect with is Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Now, from last season, like we said, Mercedes wanted to get out of the strip club, and she was planning this big Mercedes last dance. And you know, Mercedes had gentlemen coming from state lines all over uh, Louisiana from child they probably was coming from New York they were coming all over for uh, Mercedes she by all means was the headliner she wanted to get out uh, but she never really kind of sort of got out because she saved up her money but you know uh, her mother stole it so she never really left and Mm -hmm. we see Mercedes is still little Kim is still out here giving the jump off and she is telling the girls and everyone, like, I feel like I'm bringing all the boys to the yard for my milkshake. And I feel like I should be getting a bigger cut. Yeah. And it is interesting to see the dynamic because now, you know, Uncle Cliff used to own and operate the the pink. But now Autumn has stepped in and she bought the pink at an auction. And it's interesting because and I don't know if y'all picked up on this, but at times in the beginning, You know, Autumn definitely says that, you know, she is partners with Uncle Cliff, Mm -hmm. but it ain't no like Elon Musk and Twitter partnership. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Uncle Cliff might got 10 percent and Autumn has 90. But throughout Mm -hmm. the episode, we hear Autumn saying partner. uh, But then towards the end, it's very much I'm the boss. I own it and I'm going to do what I want with it. Yeah, she was definitely flexing at some certain points, um, which I thought was interesting because I was wondering how they were going to kind of shift to this dynamic with her being partner or owner. And, you know, at some point she's like, listen, I got to make the decision because I'm trying to keep us afloat here. What are we doing like this? Because of me, we're still open. Right. Uh, right. And I, I like Uncle Cliff Bryce, but. I mean, Autumn's not wrong. Uncle Cliff let the pink get drove into the ground. You know, and so, and you know, and I think he's going to struggle with this throughout the season because of the power dynamic, right? Like, it's already like a man and a woman, so there's already a a misbalance of power right there. Mm -hmm. But she used to be a stripper for him. And so he kind of looked at her like an employee all the time, you know? And, you know, people say what they want about sex workers or whatever, but there's also biases there, too, that even Mm -hmm. my Uncle Cliff might even have. And so for her to be, what, you call her a higher stripper Mm. like former stripper who is now in charge she's playing nice by calling them partners because that's truly not the case what is exactly yep right and although listen i'm gonna take up for my sis uncle cliff though although (laughs) he may not be making good business decisions and although like the money might not be moneying or the math is not mathing i think the difference between autumn and uncle cliff is is that he makes these decisions um, and they might not be good decisions, but he cares about the workers. So if it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't make money because I'm providing for the girls, I'm going to provide for the girls. And I think that that is the different style in uh, their business model is that like, you know, Mercedes might be about the money, but uncle cliff is really about the girls. And so if it doesn't make him money, as long as his girls are eating or like, you know, so he makes maybe not rational decisions, but they are rational in his mind of because he cares about it. So it, it's like, it's that difference that why I just, you know, I love me my uncle Cliff. Yeah. I think what's happening is he's just not communicating that in the way that probably needs super. Sure. Right. I agree. He totally, he actually does care about the people, but you know, that's why you kind of need that balance, right? She's like, listen, I'm about the business side of it. He's like, I'm about the people side. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of work together this season. Cause yeah. they're going to have to. Well, yeah. And it's like, here's the thing. I like Autumn. Um, but we don't know a lot about her. Like, you know, right. first season, child, mm-hmm. she was given very much. Uh, what's that sketch. Be? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know where you came from, girl. Yep. You on the run. And now you are in the pee because you need to work. And, you know, at the end of season one, you end up killing somebody. But also you in Mercedes also was given very much Thelma and Louise at these banks getting this coinage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you notice they have an interesting dynamic too, right? Uh, their yeah. relationship. So you look just even the first episode, it's like you have these moments where they're like, oh, we cool. You know, we roommates. And then again, here comes um, Autumn Flexing again. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing because I'm the boss. You know what I'm saying? So they have a weird dynamic as well. Right. Yeah. Mercedes was very much hazing that woman when she got oh, to the yes. She was yeah. like, you got to sit over there. You ain't going to go on after me. You can't do X, Y, Z. And now Autumn's in charge. I really yeah. think it's one of those situations where they're not used to that. Like, I agree with Bryce. We don't look. I don't trust Autumn. But from, like, but <laughs> from, Merce- 
from from Mercedes' standpoint, you know, like I, who is this girl? Like, why right. does she get to come and take charge? Just because she got this money? Like, I'm yeah. still the HBIC up in here, and I'm trying to actually get out of here soon. And she but means you know, that. and yeah, you know, she, she does. And I think what another thing what I love about P Valley is it touches on topics that I dare I say plague the black community mm-hmm. um, and colorism is a thing in our community um, and it's like you know people say oh the the lighter you are the more attractive people tend to think that you are and it, it's really not and so I think the dynamic is so interesting because uh, Mercedes is a very brown skinned beautiful girl mm-hmm. and Daddy. I think you know part of her hazing Autumn was here's Autumn this very uh dare I say light bright and you know it it that power dynamic where all the men are like ooh who's this even though Autumn can't really dance and ain't doing nothing but Mercedes <laughs> is out yeah. here boom chop boom yeah. like you know she yeah. and so it's uh but I, I love that I love the fact that they touch on that because it's a, a it's a thing you know and you know blonde hair ye- yellow skin people think that that is the standard of beauty when actually it's not and beauty is for me, chalk like chocolate, brown mm-hmm. muscles. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, that's just you know. Oh, okay, okay. Shit, getting carried away. You know sorry. what else though? They touch on which is I think real life for everyone right now is just politics. And you mentioned gentrification and how money drives everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about how you throw a couple of dollars to somebody and you can get what you want, right? Uh, in the city or the area that you live, based on your connections, and that's very real. I think in everyone's lives at some point, no matter where you are from. Absolutely. And I think uh, another important topic that was touched on last season was so there was a mayor who I guess signed this deal with. I don't know. if Was it the three brothers that he signed the deal with or mm-hmm. there was something with these three brothers? Um, they were white. And one of the the younger brother, he visited the pink wink wink. And um, they made this deal with the mayor to kind of like come in with the casino and it would the casino plans. Yes theoretically would be great for the city would bring so much money but we know the money would not really trickle down to the people that it really matters if anything it would make the the people that really matter poorer and couldn't live in that area Mm -hmm. and so what uncle cliff did was they had to pass it with the board and what uncle cliff do he got the girls out and they signed petitions and i think that although it's not the same but for me, and especially with these next couple of years coming out, like your voice and your vote matters. And I think that like the active, the activism work that Uncle Cliff did to inspire the community for me, like really touches on like, you know, the mail at home ballots and how important it really is for the black community to get out and participate in these town meetings, get out and participate in these elections, get out and part- not just the presidential election, the mm-hmm. midterms, you know, city council. Um, and so it is interesting for them to somewhat touch on that. That, that like yeah the mayor might think that oh okay I'm with these three brothers they signed that check uh, and we just gonna move forward but you know for Uncle Cliff to bring awareness to the community and like really kind of be like listen get these signatures and petition really kind of sort of put a uh, a wrench in the mayor's plan mm-hmm. totally agree um, and again it kind of goes back to like this is people who are being forward thinking about themselves right and what's gonna bring to their pockets and not the ones who really need it um, as they kind of take over these areas. So I, I was happy that, you know, that kind of paused for a minute. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I guess, uh, who else do I want to talk about? So like, yeah, Lil Murder. I love him. Okay. <laughs> Let's just dive on into Little Murder. So uh, Little Murder is a... Uh, child he everybody little cousin you know you everybody got that one little cousin that been rapping on the youtube that you know <laughs> got the singles that you know every time you see him like hey yo cuz check this out check, check my new single out uh but you know he is a rapper and he definitely uh dabbles in the dare i say street work you know he hustle a little bit he sell a little bit he just that but he is very much a uh a masculine black man and him and uncle cliff have a relationship and i just love their dynamic of the relationship where um little murder really likes uncle cliff yeah like you know uncle cliff is having him meet his aunt ernestine and also before we even go there can we just talk about aunt ernestine loretta divine loretta is still doing her thing okay 
She is. Yeah. I mean, like the, the cast in general is really good, but to bring in somebody like as great as Loretta Devine, it just really just put like the icing on the cake. Um, but to what you were saying about Little Murder, Bryce, I mean, you know, I'd be talking about how you and these toxic relationships, Bryce, this dynamic. <laughs> uh, like, by, by look, in season one, it was cute for a second. This is season two. And Uncle Cliff is rightfully ignoring Lil Murder's messages. Yeah. Like, Lil Murder played him in public, you know, and you really can't just be out here, you know, what do you say? Sucking in, you know, in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, like, at some point, Uncle Cliff had to put his foot down. I'm happy that he did it. Yeah. I, I mean, I am too. I think that it it's a complicated <laughs> thing, though, because, uh, no, it is, because, you know, I'm not speaking from experience, you know, just what my friends mm-hmm. tell me. You drove um, past it? Yeah, I drove past it. I drove <laughs> past it. I have driven past it many times. I ain't even going to lie, parked across the street. A Stop! Um, <laughs> but it is, and I don't know, maybe... I feel like my connection with Uncle Cliff is that we want to give these men grace um, in the sense of, you know, our stories might be a little more different. We might have not had the opportunity to uh, come on out Mm -hmm. or like, you know, have to reveal anything to the world because that's just who we have been. But there is something to say that, like, when you do make the decision to live in your truth, it is like a a scary thing. And, you know, I think when you lay with these men's and you have these pillow talks and like you get to see who they are and not the image that they portray to the world. I think that it softens your heart mm-hmm. and you know, whatever they lay it down, if it's good too, that adds to the, the, you, you know, the more intertwined that you get. So it's like, you really want to give this person grace and then, you know, I feel like at first you're fine with it or like for me, my thing was like back in the day was like, oh, I thought this was cute. Ooh. Yeah, it's that, oh, we're just going to have fun and see what happens until we get to what happens and then we have to address it. And then we have to address it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then you actually have to like know your worth. But, yeah. you know, it, it, I guess love kind of convolutes that at time because it's like, who wants to be lonely? Everyone wants to be loved. And it's like, you know, you want to empathize with this person uh, because you know what they're struggling with. And, you know, at times it's like, well, who really needs to know our business? But it, it's not that. It, it's that the respect that you as a person um, have to give yourself and put yourself first because if you don't, nobody else will. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know because I feel like just, it's just a struggle mm-hmm. in my real life. Right. Just and, say it. You're rooting for them. And that's okay. Yeah. You can root and, for them. Right. Even though I'm, it's still toxic. Um, AF. <laughs> but I would say yeah. it's almost like I can give it. There's so many scenarios even with that relationship. Right. But you think about people that are in the limelight and we're thinking about Lil Murder who's trying to make it. Right. So he's just not ready. He's in a different place where Uncle Clifford is like, listen, I'm living in my truth. But speaking of respecting yourself, let's talk about Keyshawn. Right. That leads into that. She definitely has um does not respect herself and the marriage they are married right um the guy that she's with and the way that he is abusing her mm. um and so again knowing your worst living in your truth and respecting yourself there's a lack of respect and this has nothing to do with her occupation this is the fact that she's with the man who does not treat her right Yes. Yeah. And so let's get into Keyshawn. So Keyshawn is one of the you, you know like let's we could call Keyshawn let's say a Megan the hey, mm-hmm. in the go, sense H. of Let's you go. know it, if Mercedes <laughs> is Lil Kim, okay, you know, uh, you you know, we got Nicki Minaj's, we got the Cardi B's, we got the Megan The Stallions ready to come up, and there was a time where Mercedes was supposed to do her last dance, but. I forget what happened. She didn't want to do it or felt got cold. No, her, her mama stole that yes, money. So she had to roll up money. on her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she missed her last dance. <laughs> she missed it. She was in jail. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she beat the brakes off that woman. Ooh. But you know, like you're saying, Keyshawn, aka Mississippi, she stepped in and stole mm-hmm. the show. And it looks like we've been dealing with her rise to fame ever since. Absolutely. And- it's important to know that Little Murder had a song out that wasn't really that hot, but then with social media and with uh, Keyshawn dancing and it got the attention of the world. And so then it became uh, Little Murder and Keyshawn were like this like Instagram couple and it kind of sort of worked for uh, Little Murder because she almost became his beard. Like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you know, because there were rumors, you know, the rumors were swirling about Little Murder and Uncle Cliff. Uh, and, but having Keyshawn in the mix, it kind of like boosted him. But this is where it gets convoluted. And again, I feel like there's another thing that is real life. It's like, you know, um, rappers and artists out here, you know, first of all, they don't make 
R&B and they don't make the music that they used to make no more. Now the musics are for TikTok. Who can get a TikTok dance? Who could get a so like, you know, and the question is, do people really like Little Murder or do they just like seeing Keyshawn uh, shake what her mama gave her? And it is interesting because Keyshawn is dating a white man who, by all means, does not look like he is... Um, very friendly to the black people, but he dates a a black woman and has does not have respect for her. And, and are are they married or did they I have feel, kids? I feel like they're married for some reason, but I'm not sure. And yeah, so he does not like the fact that where she dances, he does not like anything much about her, however, or much about her profession and is extremely jealous. Uh, and so there are a lot of scenes where we see that he abu physically abuses her and she is not in a very happy place. Now, then we also enter Diamond. Mm, with a fine self. Oh, oh, I don't even do yellow bones, oh, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not driving by. I'm going in. <laughs> And Diamond is the bouncer at the the pink. Mm -hmm. And he witnesses uh, Keyshawn and her baby daddy, her boyfriend. I don't know what his name is. His it's name. a boyfriend. Yeah, is it Duffy? Boyfriend. It might be Duffy. Yeah. No, Duffy's uh, Gidget's boyfriend. This is oh. uh, D uh, Derek. Derek. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a couple of moments, but I think one of the more pivotal moments is when he like literally physically gripped her up and Diamond came in and was like, Diamond was about to... Hmm go to jail for life. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was a, it was a good fight, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked. I thought Diamond was going to knock that man out. And uh, <laughs> they got to the point where it was out of control. And Keyshawn stepped in to break it up. But, I mean, I think we were all shocked at the end of last season when Absolutely. Keyshawn pulled the gun on Diamond yes. and not her abusive but, uh, baby daddy. Mm -hmm. But we see that in, you know, relationships of abuse that, like, you know... Sometimes the abuser, yes, they, they will protect the abuser. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all throughout last season, Diamond uh, and Keyshawn were kind of sort of flirting. And, you know, it was a, a cute little couple. Uh, but fast forward to season two, we see that uh, Keyshawn and her husband, baby daddy, are still together. And she is out here on Beyonce's Internet. Mm -hmm. It's giving, I mean, it, it looked like an Instagram, but for me, it's giving an OnlyFans type of vibe. But clearly she is making money and, you, you know, very, she's, the pandemic has been good for her. Mm-hmm. And um, the, ba the baby daddy not too happy because, like, he wants to work, uh, but, you know, he got to watch the kids. And now it look like they got two kids, so they might have had yeah. a, a COVID baby. And you know, them COVID babies tough, too. Ooh. You know, like, I've been watching. I be pe see, peeping these people with these COVID babies. They don't cry. They they built different, really, because mm -hmm. they was they came out the mud for real. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think it's so crazy because Derek is enjoying the fact that, like, She's not leaving the house now, yes. right? She's yeah. like, you see, the thing is, she was in Mercedes' shadow for so long that when she got, when she saw her opportunity with Little Murder, she's like, I can boost you by, you know, kind of keeping yep. this Uncle Cliff rumor down, but then I can get boosted too, and people are gonna start seeing me. You know, I will be the headliner, and so she knows she has fans, and she misses that interaction with them. Like she misses mm -hmm. the club scene, but Derek's like, Nah, you're gonna stay in that room and swing on that pole in there and go live on OnlyFans or Instagram or whatever the case may be forever. Literally stay in the room. Yeah, right. to the point where I mean, Sharia, correct me if I'm wrong, but she had to hide diapers so that she could go to the stove. The yes, STO. that's exactly what happened. I mean, let's just say she's definitely taking advantage of her opportunities, right? Her 15 minutes that she, you know, received for sure. But yeah, she definitely had to hide diapers. I was a little unsure at first what she was doing. I was like, she's making a plan for something. Um, but she did just that. Hid them in a the little uh, in the trash can just to step out the house. Mm. That's it, just to step out the house. But was it just to step out the house or was it really to see Diamond? I don't know I mean, that she necessarily knew that he was there, but yeah, if she did, I would agree. It's both. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, because think about it. If she said, I want to go, he'd probably be like, where? Why? Mm -hmm. What you doing? You know, and so she needed that excuse. And yeah, she had to go to the store. And that just happened to be where Diamond is doing his security now that the pink is closed. Okay, can we talk about Diamond's mask for a second? <laughs> and, the mm -hmm. and the extraness of it? Okay, like it looked like an astronaut helmet, and why he was and, being so extra too. 
I mean, he still was looking good, though, but I'm just sure. Well, you know, that's one thing I really appreciated about this. Like, I first of all, I hate COVID shows. I hate any show that acknowledges COVID because it's in my world. I just don't really like to talk about it. You know, it's, mm -hmm. so, it's like so triggering, right? But they cover so many aspects of the way COVID was dealt with back then. There's yeah. the people who are like, you got the church doing a drive-through food mm -hmm. drive. You got the strippers doing drive-through this. You got Diamond who has the face shield on, but you got um, uh, Uncle Cliff's uh, Aunt Ernestine who is not. She not. She not like. Oh, they cope. The government made this up. They just want to yeah. keep us in the house. You got people who coming inside. Like uh, we see. We haven't really talked about Andre, but we see his wife. She's coming in and scrubbing herself mm -hmm. clean because she works as a nurse. People are taking this at different like uh, levels of seriousness, and it's even on the show. We. I I mean, Lil Murder has like a cloth Louis Vuitton mask. Mm. Um, but, you know, like that ain't doing nothing in comparison to that face shield that uh, Diamond has. You know, Such so a good point, I, Chappelle. I didn't even really think about that, but they are hitting on every aspect of COVID and how different people react to different things. I didn't even the, think about that. The funniest line was when they said that one stripper got her, uh, had to burn her eyebrows off because she was trying to make homemade hand sanitizer. I was like, <laughs> but, the, but remember when hand sanitizer was like, well, really got it. And they were really exactly. Yeah, people really yeah. were trying to make it and couldn't find it and, anywhere. Absolutely. And they posed. So you know they weren't getting it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the show was very smart about the way they handled COVID with, with, it, with regards to the face mask and stuff like that. Well, and think about it. I just want, you know, everybody listening to think about it. We really haven't even talked about the fact that these are strippers we're talking about in Strip Club. We're talking talking about all the other aspects of their lives, right? So mm. that just tells you like how many things that this show actually touches on aside from their actual occupation. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, and I definitely heard Uncle Cliff say he did get a PPA loan for the <laughs> <laughs> Look, and they still only got 25K. Exactly. So Uncle Cliff, what's the still, deal? What's going on with that money? <laughs> what's happening? Where it's at. And then, so yes, you brought up a good point, Andre. Who is Andre uh, mm. Chappelle? Andre is, uh, he is like the surrogate son of the former mayor who died from COVID, um, played by Isaiah Washington. Uh, his character is kind of sh shady. Uh, this is played by Parker Sawyers. Um, Parker Sawyers' character, Andre, is like, he's moved in. I think he's a lawyer, but he's really involved in the actions of the city and what they're doing with the development of the casino and with... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Tydell Ruffin, the uh, the late mayor. Uh, with his death, we see Andre dealing with that. Now, Andre is also very shady. He uh he's uh, got a wife, but he also spends a lot of time down at the Pink. Mm -hmm. He's found a liking for uh, Autumn. They've had a physical relationship, and so he's been caught up in a lot of like the bureaucracy of what it looks like when you try to bring these big businesses. Is but he's also trying to navigate his feelings for Autumn that he knows he shouldn't have. And even in this in this episode, again, it was one of those things where the way they handled COVID was so real. His, like, play daddy died, and he's thinking, I need to go to the funeral. Mm -hmm. I might need to be a pallbearer. But his wife was like, no, mm -hmm. we don't go to funerals no more. That's not the world we live in, because you can go to a funeral, come back, get her sick, and she's a nurse. She can't afford to get sick. Right. And so they have to navigate that on top of everything else. So I'm not a big fan of Andre's character, but I do like how the show is handling his story. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his um, character either. And I'm really curious about how him and his wife are going to kind of navigate this season. As a matter of fact, it feels a little, I don't know, misplaced that she's kind of there or has come back. Um, and I'm just really not sure where it's going. But did you notice how when she said, oh, Autumn is text you, he didn't even address it, but he addressed everything else. So I'm like, oh, something's and coming with that. he snatched that phone. So quick. So mm -hmm. quick. Yeah. So, and, uh, quick, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. What's up? Yeah. But she, he saw she it out. Right? Okay. Listen. <laughs> um, so Andre, was he, cause I feel like last season, I felt like he was somewhat like following Autumn. Or was it that, like, because then I felt like their relationship became somewhat problematic when Autumn found out, like, what he was actually doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that was kind of sort of selling the pink. And that's where she had worked in foreign relationships with. But, you know, he was just down there for the city, not like as a private investigator for Autumn, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Yes, but he was kind of following her, trying to figure out who she was. And I think he was kind of trying to put in some, some of the pieces together about maybe her and people in the pink, just kind of figure out what the scene was since he, you know, didn't live there, per se. Right. right. He, he saw something he liked and mm -hmm. he started to pay a lot of attention to it. But his goal was supposed to be to get information about the pink. So the that the, that's of, right. OK, right. Casino. Yep. He just got distracted. Caught up. That's, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. 
And what I think is the the Trump card that Uncle Cliff holds over Autumn is that, yeah, Autumn might have bought out the pink and she is the owner. However, I think a part of Autumn's story is we all seen uh, Jennifer Lopez in what's that movie? Uh, enough. Mm-hmm. Enough. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Autumn is very much giving enough. Uh, season one, like we said, she just popped up out of nowhere, but she is on the. I don't say what well, she looks as though she is trying to get away from an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, I don't know if this is her boyfriend, her husband, he is like looking for her because she left in the middle of the night and she is here to start over her new life. However, towards the end of the season, the boyfriend, husband slash abuser finds her and uh, she has to handle him. Mm-hmm. And by handle him, I mean, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think that Autumn is signing up to be a, a palm bearer for him. <laughs> and, you know, she, she kills him at the pink. And, you know, essentially, um, Uncle Cliff, and I forget, who is Uncle Cliff's, like, business partner? The, the L. Big L. Yes. The wings. They dispose of the body. And, you know, it is so... They always have that over Autumn. And again, Autumn was going to leave uh, Chuckaloosa, Mississippi. But now she is invested in staying. Um, And again, I think that power dynamic between Uncle Cliff and Autumn, we will see it come again. Because, you know, uh, Uncle Cliff, when she was saying something about like, you know, where is the money? And Big L was like, well, was that the price of getting rid of a body? Now with the don't get too comfortable. Don't forget, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, what else is uh the, the Uncle Cliff, the the Autumn, the Mercedes, the Cricket Letter, Cricket Letter, ah. um, Gidget. I wonder if she's gonna come back. You know, they had her pop in for a minute when she was on the phone, um, <laughs> yeah. with Keyshawn. Yeah, and Gidget's uh, also always not in the best relationship status either. Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these women just find themselves in impossible situations. They, you know, like some of them like being dancers. I mean, Gidget said, "What well, wasn't Gidget's mom a dancer too?" Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, this is the family business for Gidget. But some of them like really don't want to do this forever. You know, yeah. and so they're put in tight situations and they're put in spots where they really need these men in a way, like maybe for protection a lot of times because this is a dirty business. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. people. People don't always want to treat these women like people. And so, um, yeah, it's a it's a lot going on there. But I do think that throughout this season, we're going to really have to grapple with what's next. Now that there's a new mayor who oh. it was not a part of, the, you know, Uncle Cliff's campaign to save the pink. Right. Like mm-hmm. this new guy did not have anything to do with that. So now it's like, well, who what's about to happen now? Are we is is uh, Uncle Cliff about to link up with Mercedes's mom, you know, because mm. they both have interest in keeping the casino out or at least benefiting from the casino? Or is, you know, the mayor going to go a different route? Like we basically almost back to square one where we thought we were done with this casino problem. But here it is. Yeah. Back again. Um, yeah, that I agree with you. It's going to be interesting how the things kind of shift um, and specifically to bringing in the new girls. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like and how Mercedes is going to kind of navigate those new girls. Cause it's almost like she knows they need some new blood in there, but she still is trying to be HB. I see like, no, I'm still the head one here, but I know it's what you got to do. So it's going to be interesting yeah. how that shifts. Right. Yeah, and it's probably like shell shocked from yeah. the Mississippi thing. You know, like mm-hmm. once you see one person kind of take off, you're like, man, you know, do I really want this to happen again? Right. But it is like, I think, um, it is the the thing of life and that um, you get older, like, you know, new blood comes in. And do you want to go out as the bitter queen or do you want to go out as the queen that welcomes in the new girl? And if the new girl is successful, she's still going to show you love. Yeah. Well, also, you know, what we didn't really touch on, too, that we're going to probably see more of is Mercedes daughter. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. You notice when she was talking to her girls on uh, Zoom, she mentioned, you know, who couldn't afford and or was not going to be able to come back. And she mentioned her briefly. So we'll probably see a little bit about that, too. So we're trying, still trying to figure out some situations and relationships that we'll see during the season. Uh, can right. we also talk about Gidget um, and the fact that, again, how real how real this uh, show makes COVID? First of all, Gidget is telling uh, Keyshawn 
Girl, I'm in Florida. Come down. They don't even wear masks down here. <laughs> Listen, ain't never lied. Ain't never okay. lied. I ain't see a mask mandate in Florida since ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. What ever. mask? And that's well, you know, breaks the one that started. But anyway, listen. Look, yeah. Look, uh, nope. Don't do it. Uh, but listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I, I think the, the Zoom conversation with the dancers is, is definitely something we need to talk about uh, because like, Mercedes, his whole thing was that she wanted to start this dance class. You know, like if, if people have, if, if people aren't familiar with, you know, like, the, like go check out Bring It, you know, like with Miss mm-hmm. D, you know, that kind of, like that kind of feel, you know, like the, like a uh, majorette dancing, you know, and, but she's on the Zoom call because of course COVID. And one of the things that you would expect is the same thing that happened, you know, in real life with COVID. It's like they said the quarantine is lifted. We could go back to normal, mm-hmm. but people have different levels of what normal comfort is. with that. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, First of all, I can't afford it because I haven't been working. That's the truth for a ton of people. Yeah. I dan- being a, a dan- like in a dance class is so expensive a lot of times because the uniforms and stuff like that. Like you have to pay for all of that, and so like they they can't afford it. Some people just aren't comfortable with their kids going back out without masks on. Like who are you performing in front of? What are they wearing masks? You know this this sounds like it's pre vaccine even. So how is Mercedes going to accomplish her goal now, knowing that her goal was to get these girls that can the dance class and. Some of them just aren't going to come back because COVID exists. You know, mm-hmm. like it has nothing to do with their their current health. They don't want to get sick. It has nothing to do with their their ability to pay for it. They just don't want to get sick. Right. And, That's why I was. And, saying, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and it, it draws. Uh, sorry, uh, draws a, a huge. Uh, parallel to Mercedes and Uncle Cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that stuck out for me was like the girls, she was like, well, how many of y'all can't afford her? Your parents said y'all can't. And, you know, a lot of them raised their hands. And of course, uh, Mercedes whole point of this was to make money. However, Mercedes and Uncle Cliff are somewhat similar. Like they're very close. They uh, they fight a lot, but they are like, you know, uh, he says Mercedes is his bottom B. And, you know, that's like cold word for like, that's my down ass girl um but it still looks like even if the kids aren't going to pay mercedes is still going to do whatever she is to do for them because again for her it's not just about getting rich and having your own dance studio she's invested in these little black girls and she wants them not to make the same mistake that she made uh of like being a dancer she wants to offer them something different so i I just like that parallel between uncle cliff and mercedes I agree. I agree. Again, like I just have to keep saying, like, you, it's so many parallels and so many situations in the show that the stripping is just the, you know, cherry um, on top of all of this when we talk about, you know, what they're doing for a living. But we just there's so many dynamics. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Yes, I um I'm excited and I'm excited to keep covering this season mm-hmm. on the Purple Pants podcast with Dr. Lloyd and Chappelle. But before we go. Who in P Valley? Who are you? If you were, if y'all was in P Valley, and of course, I, I don't even, I don't have to participate in this because y'all already know you, uh, little murder. Is you, is you, is, is you, Lamar, is you, Lamarcus Bryce? You, Lamarcus, hilarious. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reside as uh, Uncle Cliff. I'm like Uncle Cliff is definitely me. Uh, who would you be? Sure, I'm, I'm definitely Mercedes. Okay, okay, okay. I'm definitely the HBIC, you know what I mean? But I'm also like looking for bigger and better out here and don't steal my money because you will get it too, mother or not. So okay, yeah, definitely like, Mercedes. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. Uh, now, now, is you little murder? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm probably the dude driving past the car wash at the, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's not a lot of characters in this show that speak to me, but I, I probably you probably see me at the pink. Okay. I like wings. I like wings. Yeah. I'm a patron. Don't yeah. Be, don't I like be, to support. Don't be Andre coming up in there just, I, you know, I being a spectator. Black, but bu- I Are support black, black businesses. businesses. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Look, to invest in your community. What are you I talking about? Hate. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen. Listen, I am here for it. Um, and listen, Purple Pants Posse, let us know what you think. If you watch P Valley already, tweet us and let us know. But if you are watching because of this, please tweet us and let us know what yes. you think because we are here. We will be back next week covering episode two. But before we go, Dr. Loy, where can the people follow you at and what you're doing? Let us know. You can follow me at Survivor Riri on Instagram and Twitter. And I just cannot wait to keep this conversation going with you guys. Looking forward yes. to it. 
it's uh, so funny. And I also want to tell a funny story because Dr. Dr. Lord and I, we working on a little project trying to get together. And yes. um, first of all, let me apologize to Dr. Lloyd because first of all, Dr. Lloyd shared a note with me. Shut okay. Down. And so it's great. But listen, am I the person that sometimes like, you know, when you need to spell something, you look something up. I just open the first note that's open <laughs> and I be writing the most like crazy things. And Dr. Lloyd texted me the other day and was like, why are you writing pan- your panty size in our business what? note? I was uh, like, now wait a minute. Notes. Yes, yes, that's okay. But we got something special coming up. We can't wait to share it. Yes. Uh, Chappelle, what you got going on over there? Let the people know. Well, apparently I'm Bryce's Purple Pants publicist because ever since he dropped (laughs) some type of photo a couple days ago, my phone ain't stopped ringing. I'm like, why y'all think I know what the hell Bryce be doing in these sheets? And I don't know where he bought them panties. I have no clue. I um, forgot about that photo, Chappelle. I, I, I can't. Oh. People texted me today. They're like, I know you're recording the Purple Pants podcast. So why are you on there? <laughs> See what's going on. I was like, y'all, listen. listen it's I, none of my business. Well, Bryce, don't I, pay me enough for that. I, su- I support small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we going with, guys? Exactly. Got it. Okay. Duly noted. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. But yeah, entrepreneurship you can, you, is key. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so you can you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. You can follow me on Instagram at Chappelle TNT, where I'm basically just posting all the podcasts and stuff that I be doing. So um, this week on nothing but Netflix, Rob and I talked about the floor is lava with oh. Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz as our special guest. Um, still covering the post show, uh, the, the finale of Fear the Walking Dead on post show recast with Josh Wiggler, AJ Mask, and uh, Jessica Lease. And then uh, I think, honestly, I think uh, everything is kind of winding down. We're done with Atlanta. So if you if you didn't finish Atlanta season two, go check, well, season three, go check that out. Our coverage on post show recast with myself and Mari Fourth and Latanya Starks. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, Bryce, I'm just hanging out and seeing what else you want to talk about. Yes. Oh, okay. You, not, you don't need to get the car washed today? Uh, not today. <laughs> not today i had a long night last night uh the the car is clean the car is clean uh but yeah but also again dr sharia uh, look look it's a pleasure but also bryce look at you podcasting with all these texas folk okay (laughs) finally finally they they say it's big in texas you know i live in atlanta but i represent uh texas all day every day amen (laughs) amen this has been so fun i can't wait to do it again absolutely listen y'all y'all don't have to go home but listen just make sure is nasty and classy. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for you. Bob's got a message for This is Miss Barb, and this week I would like to talk about forgiveness. Allow yourself to forgive often. Allow yourself to forgive others and yourself too. Forgive others for their wrongdoings or mistakes. Forgive others for hurting you. Forgiveness does not mean that what they did was justified or right. And it does not mean that you need to keep them in your life. You can have boundaries for who you are allowing in your life while simultaneously forgiving those who do not hold a place in your life anymore. Forgiving them means that you are letting go of the weight of their actions from the past. Now make sure you forgive yourself too. You do not need to be so hard on yourself and beat yourself up for things you regret. Forgive yourself for your mistakes and the times when you treated others unkindly or unfairly. Forgive yourself for the things from your past that you are still carrying with you today. When you forgive, you make space in your heart for peace today. 
When you hold onto grudges or past mistakes, you let go of today's peace to hold yesterday's weight. Forgive often and make room in your heart for peace today. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, which is a very special one to me. A couple of weeks ago, I saw people tagging me in articles on the Twitter and was like, baby boy, have you seen this? And yes, I have. And so this week's Freak of the Week is Reggie Bullock. Dallas Mavericks forward Reggie Bullock has been named the league's 2021-2022 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion. The NBA announced that Reggie will be receiving this award maybe about two weeks ago. Reggie has been a long advocate for the LGBTQ plus community in memory of his sister Mia Henderson, a transgender woman who was killed in 2004. Reggie spoke about the killing of his sister and that it was something that he didn't believe really affected him until it hit home with him and his family. It's definitely had me use my platform to stand up and do what's right for her and my family, Reggie said. I got linked with all the right organizations and everything around to help me bring her name back to the light and shed light on others to stop crazy things like this happening in the world. Reggie has participated in and worked with the NYC Pride March, the GLAAD Media Award, and NBA events for LGBTQ plus youth and allies. When he joined the Mavericks in 2021, he started working with groups including Dallas Southern Pride, House of Rebirth, the Black Tie Dinner, and the Resource Center for the Malaysia Booker Foundation. And I just really think that what Reggie is doing is something that it needs to be applauded and just screamed from the top of the mountains, especially in the black community. Uh, I've used my platform and I will always talk about our black trans sisters and the support and the allyship that they need from us. Because just like Reggie's sister Mia, at times when our black transgender sisters get killed it doesn't make the headlines people don't care the police don't find they don't look to solve the cases it's it's looked as if like oh who cares and we need to bring awareness to this and we need to support our trans sisters when we say it's pride month lgbtq plus community like it needs to be including everyone, especially our trans community. And so I just so commend Reggie for the work that he is doing, especially as a black heterosexual man. It's really important to hear voices like his, especially when we are talking about the transgender community. Uh, Again, I'm just so honored to name Reggie Bullock this week's Freak of the Week. If Reggie is our Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Purple Pants Posse, you know I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another amazing episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to hit subscribe, to write a review, to give your baby boy some five stars, And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to keep it nasty and classy. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. The Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.